0: In My Mug, episode 382, on Monday the 7th of March 2016. I am your host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug, and welcome to the news. It's good to be back after being in Central America for 10, 11 days, uh, and obviously I recorded the one earlier, but I hope you like the focus on from last week as well. Anyway, that's not news. Uh, Neither is this. Um... I want to give a shout out to the Britannia Coffee Club who are based offshore on an oil rig uh, just outside Aberdeen uh, you've seen some maps now and some other bits and photos from them they're in my mug subscribers, they watch and I just wanted to say hi to you guys um, if you drink in my mug somewhere unusual send us photos in like that and I'm very happy to talk about it this was news that I talked about last time but some of you will have ordered this already and seen it but how cool is the Has Been exclusive pack? So little outer, open it up, inside you have the coffee and you also have a little card about all the information. Um, Yeah, this is uh, really cool. And also, um, the last time we're gonna see this for a while because Ali was telling me while I was in Argentina this time, that he's actually ripping out Garshapin and replanting there uh, because he likes the land so much. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of like the last time we'll see this coffee for a few years from that, that particular tablon, so buy it now while it's still there. And that was the news. Um, so now we going to Focus On, and this week's Focus On is a little bit weird, but it's a few photos and uh, some drone footage, very low drone footage, um, I took on the farm, so Enjoy. So this is the focus on, and this is the sign that's outside all of the Bourbon Group farms. And you can see cashware there, and you can see bullet holes all over it too. They have now replaced uh, the sign because of the bullet holes. Now, this is the first time I flew the drone, so I didn't go very high. I was a little bit scared, as I'd already lost it that morning um, in a test run not on the farm and it just disappeared from sight. And then I went back in and eventually the drone came back. But here's the tractors on the drain patios here. So you can see this is uh, a tractor. i have been very descriptive here. Back to my wonderful drone footage. You can see a guy there in the distance who's just, he's on like a mechanical thing that he's turning the coffee um, and keeping it, because they're so big they can't just go and do it all by hand. There's so much coffee to dry normally. This is a fairly quiet day, but when they're busy, they just can't do it. So they have a little mechanical thing to go in and uh, turn it all over. And that's the naturals you can see drying there. Um, To the right, you can see the pulp naturals, which is this week's coffee. So um, yeah. Oi! See my little wobble there? I did kind of good. This was very nerve-wracking at the time. I'm just below it going... Don't disappear. Don't go. And I'm going to. Yeah, nearly crashed. Um, This is in the waterfall. So this is me with my bright red hair. Um, I was there during the World Cup last year. So I dyed my hair bright red for WBC and the World Cup. And this is an even better view of the waterfall. Um, It's actually a little bit higher than that. It goes back a little bit, but you can uh, you can get the idea of what it is. And that was focus on. So, I hope you enjoyed that, that was a little bit of fun filming that I did. Um, this week's coffee is a staple. It's one of the first coffees that I really bought uh, that is specialty, it. and it's the oldest coffee that we have on the site. It's called Brazil Fazenda Cachoeira. It's a pulp natural and a yellow bourbon. From the Minas Gerais, kind of San Paolo border kind of thing. It's right on the edge. Um, and uh, it's always been one of my favourite coffees. It was, it's been very, very special um, to me. Um, and the farm sparked a real big change in the way that I view coffee. I remember the first time I cooked this coffee, and I've told this story before, I'm sorry for repeating myself, but I, they told me I was gonna taste chocolate, and I tasted it and I just went, oh my God, I can taste chocolate. And it really was like a big gear change for me where I kind of realized that coffee could taste like the things that other people said to me. Um, owned by my good friend G- Gabriel, Gabriel Carvalho-Dias. Um, uh, we have a European exclusive on this coffee. So we buy all of the coffee uh, that comes into Europe. There's some that goes into the States as well and into Canada, uh, but we're very, very proud of this coffee. Um, Cachoeira has been in the Carvalho Diaz family since 1890, um, and I think it's its 110th crop of coffee this year. Um, and it really is on that border of Minas Jurassic, like kind of almost crosses over uh, into Sao Paulo, um, but you know, for me, it's Minas Jurassic Coffee. It has all the characteristics of, uh, of Minas, and it's very, very near to the town of Posas de Caldos, which I've talked about a few times as well. And the farm is relatively low altitude. It's 1,100 to 1,250 metres above sea level. Um, but what Gabriel has done, uh, with his skills as an agronomist, he's realised that... Um, what varietals grow best where and how to get the very best out of the land and this is something he definitely does. Like, the reason he grows Bourbon there is by no mistake, um, he does this very much on purpose. Um, Cachoeira is relatively small in Brazilian terms but it's 165 hectares which is massive. It is absolutely huge. Um, a lot of the farm is uh, woodland um, and uh, unlike lots of farms in Brazil, um, there is no mechanisation uh, because of the topography of, the, uh, of where it is. Um, and also because Gabriel has a ve- very big social and environmental conscience. Um, it's very important to him that he looks after the balance and the ecology of the area. Um, but also the people as well. So in, within the farm there's a school. Um, there's a soccer field. Uh, the, the soccer field? Did I say soccer field? Gosh, football field. Whatever came over me. Um, uh, that's all available to the employees. There are 47 houses on the farm, all with modern facilities. There is also now a retreat that you can go to on holiday. So if you want to go to Brazil and you want to go to Poças de Caldos, you can stop on Cachoeira, you can rent one of the little Jeets there and wake up looking over at the patios where I took that drone footage in the Focus On. Um, these, he's also got a hydroelectric plant within the farm, um, and uh, really like, whole ecology and making sure that the farm is looked after is very important. Um, there's lots of new planting in there, but some of the plants are the original Bob plants as well, and uh, very, very old and lots and lots of history. Um, it's a pulp natural. Uh, pulp natural is very, very typical for Brazil. Um, and uh, basically the cherries is removed, the mucilage is left on and then it's left to dry in the sun. Kind of a little bit like the honeys that we've talked about um, a little bit like uh, some of the other pulp naturals that we've had. So we should talk about the numbers. So it comes from Brazil. And the region is called Mogania um, because it is in Sao Paulo but on that border of uh, Minas Chiras. Um The nearest city is um, San Sebastio um, the farm is called Fazenda Cachoeira de Grama. The, the Grama was added because they were one of the first Cup of Excellence winners, and all of a sudden there was a whole heap of farms that suddenly found themselves called Cachoeira. Um, the process is pumped natural. It's a Bourbon. It's grown 1,100 to 1,200 metres above sea level, um, and owned by the Carvalho-Dias family, and in particular Gabriel. Okay, it is now time for what I know is a fantastic man Hello there I am. I look really good there. That's because I am really good. Um, We're zooming up, we're zooming into Google Earth and uh, there's the UK and we're going across the Atlantic and going to the country of Brazil. Um, Brazil is uh, too big. I hate visiting there because everything is a long, long way away. Um, But I am looking forward to visiting because of the World Cup. Have I mentioned about that in the past? Hey, but let's look at Brazil. So Brazil has the longest beach in the world at 7,500 kilometres. I couldn't even run that. And I'm really good at running. Um, we're going down and we're going down to Minas Geras. Minas Jurass is where some of my favourite coffees come from. I kind of do love this area. Um, it, although, kind of saying that, Kishwera actually isn't part of Minas Jurass. If you look, it's smack on the border and it actually goes across. But you can throw stones um, at uh, at Minas from here. So there's the farm um, just below where you, that like drying patio is. The waterfall, which is Cachuera um, in Portuguese, it means waterfall, is just below there. Um, and there's an image I did a while back where I'm actually paddling in that waterfall. But we go down and we see there we've got drying patios, we've got the whole um, the whole kind of houses that the workers live on. It's like a little village when you kind of get in there. Um, it is. A Great, great farm. Um, I really do love visiting there. Um, but yeah, there we go. We're going to getting into that whole. This is the drying patios that we're outlining um, and, and all of the outbuildings. It's, um, yeah, it's really good. On one of the best Google Earths you can kind of get for a farm that you can really see lots and lots of detail. Um, but yeah, let's zoom back up and let's go up to there and let's go. That was the map bit. Detail, detail, detail. I love that kind of detail. Google Earth was looking down on us on 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 that day. Okay, now it's time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. They call me Statman. 2.6 million tonnes of coffee are produced in Brazil on 2.3 million hectares. But it's only 3.5% of Brazil's total exports. What a huge country! I like it when Roland gets statty. Stat man. Stat glue. Anyway! Uh, time to whap you on pause. Time to go and get tasting delicious drinks made for me. I hope you'll find out why I say that in a moment. And I'll be back with you in just a moment. Okay, so we're back and I've got no drinks. Oh, look, here he comes. Speedy Gonzalez. Could have gone a lot faster, but I've ruined me nice a lot on the song. Say hello to the people on in my mug. Hello. hello. That's my son Shay, he's been working, he did a week's work experience at 3FE in Dublin and he's come to play on the espresso machine and has done my my, mod drinks today. Cappuccino looks interesting, let's go into the espresso. So, the reason I let him do this is that this coffee is probably one of the easiest coffees to work with as an espresso, because it's hard to get wrong. It's chocolate. It's nutty. It's caramel. It's creamy. It's sweet, and that's exactly what the espresso is. He's actually done a good, shh, don't tell, me, shh. good job on the espresso. Sweet, chocolatey, caramel. It's fantastic. Lovely creamy finish to it. I'm a bit more concerned about the cappuccino. Do you know what? His texturing's okay as well. There, not pretty but texturing's good, He can work on pretty afterwards. And that's the thing with cappuccinos is that if you can get texture right to start off with. Forget trying to do patterns, just make it taste good, the patterns come afterwards. Now when you add that um, milk to it, it just makes it creamier, it just makes it sweeter, it just makes it smoother. It's a fantastic espresso, it is a delicious cappuccino. And here it's gonna be even better. Because with the dilution, with the dilution of the brew ratios, it opens the coffee up a little more. And then you can really start to see the acidity. Um, a thank you to the mug. You can see a little lipstick mark on it. It's not my lipstick. I'm not wearing gold lipstick. Um, it's made by a company called uh, R-E-I-K-O-K-A-N-E-K-O. Uh, contemporary Bone China. So Bone China, which is nice. Um, it's from our friends in Hanley in stoke on trent uh, which is called TSP um, you should definitely check them out if you're in the area um, very very lovely people thank you TSP for this mug I'm very very pleased I love collecting mugs and they very kindly sent this with Roland yeah. now the coffee's cooled a little because this was made a little while ago and it took a little while to dial this in and get it there but that cooling has really opened it up even more you get the beautiful orange acidity. It's like, it's not there in the espresso so much. I will admit it's a much more sweeter, kind of basic espresso. Whereas a brewed coffee, you do get that acidity come running through, but you still get the hazelnut, you still get the caramel, you still get the chocolate. For me, this is a perfect espresso coffee. It is a perfect cappuccino coffee. It's a perfect filter coffee. It's a perfect coffee. It is really one of my all-time favorites because it forgives. If you screw it up a little bit, it forgives. It doesn't punch you in the face like a Kenyan will or an Ethiopian will. And it's just so well processed and so consistent. Year on year, you get exactly the same from cashewera. That's why it's one of our biggest sellers. Um, And it's one of our most popular coffees. So for all you Brazil snobs out there, I don't care. I love Brazil. And when they're this good, that's why I love them. Okay, I'm done. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.